listening to the Sly Dog Music Cast. Now here's your host, the Sly Dog. Hello and welcome back to the Sly Dog Music Cast. I'm your host, the Sly Dog, and I'm super excited to have a returning guest today. Joining me, Jim Peterick. Jim, how you doing? I'm really good, Sly Dog. Um, and thanks for saying my name right, Peterick, not Peterick, Peterick. I had one disc jockey call me Peter Lick the whole time. <laughs> and I didn't wow. have the heart to correct him, but it was like, oh no, could have been any other consonant. Why Peter Lick, you know? <laughs> yeah. But it, it was just fine. Yeah. Well, I, I'm glad I was able to nail it, man. So yeah, <laughs> let's get right into it. Uh, you're here to, last time you were here, you were talking about the new Pride of Lions album, Lionheart, and we talked about Ides of March, Play On. That was a lot of fun. But today we're going to talk about a new world stage album, uh, Tigress, Women Who Rock the World. Um, so this is a really cool album because I love the concept. You went for like an all female vocalist and female and at times female musicians playing and doing these songs. So how did the germ of this come about? Well, um, it was pretty impromptu, really, because I was on the phone with Serafino Perugino, with uh, he's the head of Frontiers, as you know. A celebrity in his, in his own right, a wizard, a true star, but he's great. <laughs> and he's a big Peterick believer, which, uh, you know, I was one of his first releases in, in 03 with, uh, with Pride of Lions. But, you know, we're on the phone. He's maestro, time for another, I do a very bad Italian, but time for another Pride of Lions record. I go, it seems like I just did one, you know. And actually, I was thinking of the, uh, you know, it really was pretty, pretty recent, you know, yeah. but he just can't get enough of Pride of Lions and Toby Hitchcock. I understand that. I can't either. But I'm thinking on my feet, I said, wait a minute, how about an all-female world stage album? And he thought for a little while and he said, and anyway, he loved the idea. He, he green-lighted it and uh, I got, a, got the contract and then I just started fantasizing who I could get. And of course, I started at the top with people like Ann Wilson and Stevie Nicks. Neither were available, uh, to put it kindly or bluntly. Uh, they probably, you know, really weren't. They're they're busy gals. But uh, I started really going into not necessarily the most famous uh, females, but the most talented. You know, and the first person I called was. Jennifer Batten, uh, and who is, of course, I don't have to tell you, but I will anyway, because you have so many listeners. Um, she was the mohawk-headed, haired uh, diva behind Michael Jackson. Yep. And all his videos, and just slayed everybody with her with her style. And I always remember, and then she went with Jeff Beck, no slouch either. And, uh, and Jeff Beck is my guitar hero. He is the, the man, you know, in, in my book. So uh, I did an album with her and Mark Shear called Bat and Shear. And that was a great experience. And I got to work with her right here in the studio. And we got along just so, so well that she was the first person I, I called for Tigress, not only to get her talent, but, but she's kind of like a switchboard to so many of her friends. In, uh, in rock, and, and so many of them are females. 
And uh, so she hooked me up with a, a lot of the musicians and, and uh, some of the singers uh, on this record. So she was a, a very big part of this record. Like if I was doing a song and I wanted to notch it up a little bit, uh, one song comes to mind, uh, Full Moon Crazy. I love that, I, I love that. I think it's a great rock track. But it didn't really come to life until I, I sent it to, to uh, you know, to Batten. And I said, Battenize it, you know? <laughs> and and she did, and, and it raised raised the, the, the level so much. I'm so proud of that song and her playing on it. I was happy to see her on the album. I think she's a great guitarist, incredibly underrated. Yeah, I always remember her like playing that Dirty Diana solo with Michael Jackson. So when I saw she was going to be on the album, I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. Like, I already knew I was in for some good melodic rock with Jim Peterick there. But when I saw that she's playing guitar, I'm like, okay, this is definitely going to be something special. Well, uh, thank you. And I'm, um, so you took well to the overall album and the balance of it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought it was great. The one thing I really liked is it, it has a nice flow. And I feel like at the end, it ends on a really... Uh, heartfelt like emotional note like i got a little choked up listening to it i was like that's beautiful the song i wanted to ask you about a little later but we'll talk about it now brave yeah. is beautiful and yeah. i think that's also a good springboard into the writing because it's kind of twofold that song and also writing these songs like what did you have to approach things a little differently this time around than you would normally writing for someone like say a toby hitchcock definitely yeah i mean a guy is a guy and and these gals are not wimpy gals, you know, that are going to be singing about lollipops and Christmas trees. These are tough gals and that are very commanding in their life and, and their vocal style. And yet there's a mentality that, you know, you think a little differently. And I kind of tapped into my feminine side and said, hmm, what would she be thinking? What would she say? What would she be feeling? And uh, I didn't get one rejection from any of these gals. Uh, I must have done something right because they all related to uh, the songs. I didn't get one gal who said, uh, I can't sing that. You know, I, I remember writing uh, one of my favorite songs. They're all my favorite songs, but um, uh, where is it? Ta no, not Taller Against the Grain, no. I got so many songs on this. Uh, oh, the, the one that uh, Janet Gardner sang, Lazarus Heart. I love one that my, song. One of my favorites. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sly, uh, Sly Dog. I keep wanting to call you Sky Dog, but it's Sly Dog. <laughs> anyway, but I'm glad you like that song. It's one of my favorites, too. And I demoed it with Kathy singing it, and I, uh, Kathy Richardson. Uh, but she knew that she wasn't going to end up with because she's a huge uh, uh, Gardner fan. Uh, so that was... The, the target, but of course she delivered it so great. And as soon as Janet heard it, she said, this is me, this is me. How did you, you've been reading my diary, you know? And uh, I said, well, I just kind of, that's one of my specialties is kind of gearing into someone's personality. I've been doing it my whole career uh, of, you know, matching a, a sentiment to a band. Like when I would be writing with 38 Special, there's a certain thing I, I do to match Don Barnes to the song, Sammy Hagar, the same thing. Well, that's what I did with all these females. I would hear her voice and talk uh, and kind of like search through her past and realize what her big, their biggest um, hits were or where they're headed, 
or what their current album is. And I tried to tap into a little bit of that style when I was writing for them. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And you pulled it off well, totally. And it's great to hear, like, you've got people, you know, like Janet Gardner, who was in Vixen and she's kind of, you know, part of the old guard or Kathy Richardson, who's been out there for years and who had just this incredibly strong, big voice. And then you also brought in some newcomers like Chez Kane, uh, who I thought did a great, great version of, of uh, acapella. Uh, talk about that song a bit. Yeah, well, that was the last song I, I wrote for the the record. And I knew there was going to be one more and Shay uh, or Shez, I don't know how you say it, but uh, that was uh, someone that was hooked up with me from uh, from Frontiers. Uh, Eleonora uh, Perugino, that's the daughter of Serafino, the big boss. She's all of 23 and had just got married and she became my mentor of this project. You know, before she, I gave her a title. I said, uh, in the liner notes, special thanks, and you'll see it, to Eleonora, the, the, uh, the tigress of this record. And nice. she loved that so much. Suddenly the gates open and suddenly they're saying, well, my story, you're getting double vinyl. What color do you want? You know, <laughs> it's something and, about Serafino. Go ahead, I'm sorry. I was just gonna say, and you're getting orange vinyl, no less. <laughs> orange vinyl, too, just like the time. They gave me my choices between purple and then we, we chose the tiger colors. But, um, you know, it, what can I say? There was so much synergy on this record, everybody working together. And the, now the videos are starting to come out. Prom night. Uh, you've seen that, of course. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's another one I wanted to talk about. That song, I think that was the first thing that came out. And when that hit, I, I was like, okay, this is this is going to be a... That was another moment where I was like, this is going to be another one of those albums. Like, that <laughs> song just feels so fresh. Like, one thing that I love about you is you, you've really stayed true. Like, you're always white, writing great melodic rock and roll. Like, rock and roll that's still driving and punchy, but has this really... I don't know, there's something extra hooky about like a song that you've you've written. And I, I'm not always sure where that comes from, like but there's a magic there. So uh, it, was, um, it was great to hear that in that song. Well, yeah, Prom Night, I'm especially proud of that. And uh, that was a co-write. Um, and so, you know, due credit uh, to Zach Rickson and Joey Scott. Uh, but Zach, I mean, Joey is great. And she was, she was in there punching. But I have to tell Zach Rickson from Canada, He's from Toronto, great, great writer. And we really, really found our legs on, on prom night. He was so thrilled when, it, when he got the, the master uh, mix. And, uh, I, was, I got goosebumps because he was so into it, you know? And he's never had like a, a big hit. And hopefully this will be the one that, you know, people will recognize him for. Absolutely, yeah. So I know you've done world stage shows in the past. Uh, would you, like maybe when things open up a bit more, would you be interested in doing like a world stage Tigress show? Hell yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, I'm, you know, the next show is January 15th and we're putting it together now. That's gonna be at the uh, North Central College Pfeiffer Hall. And um, there's already quite a few of the, the singers on that uh, show because some of them are my backup singers, you know, like Kimmy Hayes and uh, um, Leslie Hunt. Uh, but we're also bringing in uh, 
you know, Kathy Richardson, because uh, she's all over this record. Yep. And, uh, and then, uh, you know, some of the other uh, singers, Jennifer Batten's coming in. Oh, and nice. that's going to be hellacious, you know. And uh, so what a show. I, I can't wait. I, I would just like to be in the audience, much less on stage. But um, it's going to be a good one. I can't wait. That'll be a good one. Yeah, even if I can't make it, that's, that's well. Maybe we'll, uh, we're talking about uh, videotaping it. Uh, oh, capture it live finally. Um, so, yeah, you'll see it. All right, I look forward to it. Uh, so you mentioned when you started this record, you've cast a wide net. Obviously, people you'd like to get on the record. Was there anybody that you said yes, and then just for whatever reason, timing, or issues beyond your control didn't end up making the album? Yeah. Um, who am I thinking of? Uh, God. Well, I already took her out of my Rolodex. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll, I'll think of her. Um, oh, God. I, I'm going to stop trying to think. I think Stevie <laughs> Nicks was my biggest disappointment, though, because mm -hmm. it looked like she was going to do it. And then, you know, she was remodeling her house and she just didn't want to leave, you know, and didn't want to go into that world of recording, you know, so that, that, that's the game. Yeah, I would have loved to hear, hear what you would have written for her because that, that would have been so cool because she, she's so special in, in that like she does these like ethereal magic songs that kind of like have a witchy element to them. So I would have loved to see what you could have conjured up for her. Uh, yeah, that would have been fun. Very inspirational. Maybe next time. Tigress 2. Yep, Tigers 2, The Revenge. Yep. The Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just stepping aside from the current record for a moment, I realized something when I was getting ready to talk to you that I thought, oh, I have to bring this up. And mm. that is, it's been 40 years since the second Survivor album, Premonition. It celebrates its 40th anniversary this year. I did not know that. So I was just wondering, like, if you had any memories to share from that time or like looking back on it, like how you feel about Premonition these days. Oh, man. One of my fondest memories was that album. Um, we were clicking on all cylinders. The first album, the one with uh, the gal on the cover and us in front of a, uh, a flaming uh, fuselage. Yep. Um, that was okay. I mean, it was a good album, yeah. uh, but there was a little bit of a, a drama when uh, John Kalander fired Ron Nevison and we ended up mixing it in Canada with Bruce Fairburn. Not too shabby, you know, but, oh, yeah. it, it, you know, uh, I think the real fun started with Premonition when Frankie and I were in the uh, producer's chair. And that album had a vibe to it, you know, it had a cohesive sound. Uh, everything from the drum sound to Dave Bickler's vocal uh, and the songs we wrote, you know, hard stuff like Take You on a Saturday and then just gorgeous stuff uh, like, uh, I, you know, I don't have the, the song list, but uh, Poor Man's Son, of course. Oh, yeah. You know, which is one of the most hard driving songs I, I've ever co-written. Um, a, mag a magical album for sure. Summer Nights, come oh, yeah. on. Uh, I put that one on. It's one of the few albums that I, I always go back to, you know, and relive that that album we had such fun doing it and i think that shows 
you know, in between takes, we'd visit Tom Petty in the other other studio room and play ping pong, and it was just magic. Nice. Nice. The, my favorite song on that record has always been uh, Light of a Thousand Smiles. Do you have any memories oh. of that one? Oh, my God. Dude. Okay, now you are my best friend. Because that's one song I, I had no co-writers on it. Um, and it, it John Kaladner, who's the man that signed uh, Survivor to uh, Scotty Brothers, he, uh, he, he became a good friend uh, of the family and he took Karen and I to see Journey at, um, I don't know, one of the big venues uh, indoor, but uh, I don't know which, which venue it was right now. Doesn't matter, but Journey were at their prime, you know, oh, yeah. and they're, they're doing lights go down, you know, in the city and everybody had their lighters out that was lighters not cell phones you know and um and i had my little sheet of paper i'm always you know scribbling down notes on scraps of paper and i said light of a thousand smiles and on the way home it all came in like two days time showed it to the band and uh, when Kaladner heard it, he flipped out. And I said, well, you taking me and Karen to uh, that concert inspired it. And he was always very uh, proud of that. That's so cool. And that was one thing I always, it's funny, I always imagined that listening to the song, like a concert with lighters in the air. doesn't <laughs> smile. So it, it, it definitely evokes that. You, you succeeded there. All right. Well, uh, can you, I, I'm glad it, it, it affected you like that. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, we'll, we'll jump back to the new record for a second, but I, I had to bring that up. I, I was like, that's such a cool anniversary. We can't not talk about it. But uh, 40 so, years. Yeah, that, I didn't know that. That's that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. it is. Time, blink of an eye. Yeah, I know. And to think that, you know, I had the Tigers coming up on that next, which is insane. Um, so in, what, two years, right? Yep, two years. Two years, 42 years, man. Yeah. That was a, a moment in time, you know, getting that. And I told you about it last time, but oh, yeah, that call from Stallone uh, on the answering machine, it still goes, you know, I still think of it sometimes. And how I really thought it was a joke. And my wife says, you better call him back, you know, and the rest is history. Totally, totally. Actually, I the, I think isn't Rocky com getting coming out again? Isn't the isn't Man Against the World getting added to the movie now? Well, that was the rumor, and you've you've hit a subject that I'm a little bit annoyed about, because Stallone's um, not Stallone himself, but his publisher uh, called my publisher and said we want to use "Man Against the World" as the end title. I said, "Hallelujah," because that was the song that didn't make it onto the movie, but it made it onto our album, of course. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite ballads that uh, Frankie and I ever have ever written. That between that and uh, ever since the world began, it's just like yep. vanilla and chocolate. You know, I like them both. But at the end of the day, they went with the, shall we say, safe choice. But it's eh, it's a good choice. They went with Eye of the Tiger as the end title. And I'm not going to argue about it, you know, because proud of that song, maybe beyond uh, any song I've ever written. Yeah, I get that. But I always thought even 
even just hearing the song before that news broke, I was like, that song was made for that movie. It was perfect. So yeah, yeah. I'm glad I the Tiger got it still, but yeah, I, I I'm on your side, man. That should have <laughs> I know closer. That is a good one. That is a good one. So to, so to, so to bring it all home, since I've only got you for a half hour, looking back on working on this album, working on Tigress, um, like wh- like wh- what are your feelings on this experience for this the world stage album? Would you want to do another one in the sim- in the similar vein like this, like a like a sequel like we talked about, uh, or did you find like maybe like I like next time you'd like to branch out and write more a broader subject matter, if you will. Uh, well, the word broad just just leaped out at me, <laughs> but they're broad enough. But anyway, seriously, uh, I would love to do another one. And, um, you know, maybe the, the, uh, not that we have any slouches on this record, but maybe hopefully the success will open some eyes to some of the truly iconic females in the business, like the ones I mentioned. Like, I don't think there's a better female rock singer than Ann Wilson. I, I don't know about you, but uh, I got to tour with her. Um, in, I put out an album in, in 76 called Don't Fight the Feeling, Jim Peterick. Mm. And uh, we used to open for, for Heart. And I got to know her a bit and we got to be friends. And man, uh, there's no better singer in my book in the female world than, than Ann. Yeah, she's incredible. She blows the doors off every time. Yep. Yeah, she's great. So the, my last question is going to be, one thing I love about you is you keep writing music. You keep, whether it's Ides of March, World Stage, or Pride of Lions, like you just keep putting it out. So can you tell us anything that you got, got cooked up next, or do you even know what you're doing next? Uh-huh, yeah. Well, I, I've been writing with Robert Lamb of Chicago. They uh, got signed to um, BMG, and they're putting out a, a new album uh, first quarter next year. And Robert... Uh, and I got got on like a house on fire. And of course, we were doing it long distance, but you would never know that we weren't in the same room. The songs are are so good and so powerful, and uh, that was a real thrill because, I mean, Chicago, Ides of March, BS and T, we're all coming up at the same time. All horn, all three horn bands, you know, and um, I, I'll tell you between BS and T and Chicago, I don't know which were my favorites really. But of course, Chicago has lasted the test of time. This is probably their 27th album, I think. Uh, Chicago, 27. Yeah. But <laughs> that was a thrill writing with Robert. And uh, But the Ides of March were, were a lot of the shows that were uh, postponed are coming to fruition now. And next year, and we're doing a cruise. And uh, it's no matter how much I love the studio, you, you got to get out there and and play live, really. That's where I get my intel to write more songs is the, the, the response from the, uh, the audience. And I, I just played the, uh, the Grand Old Opry, did I tell you that, in Nashville? I, I saw that on, on, online, I saw some photos that you were there, so yeah, yeah talk about that for a second, because that's, that's gotta be incredible for you. That was just a great experience, 4,500 people. And we were with uh, the, what boys, the, hmm. Not the, not the Gatlin brothers. Elvira, come on, Elvira. Uh, 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 Oak Ridge boys. boys. Yeah, yeah. There we go. That's been a brain cramp. Uh, and man, I'll tell you, I, I went out there not knowing really what to expect. And I told the story of vehicle and 
and the people were listening. And 4,500 people, the, the kid from Berwyn in, in Countryland. And, uh, and then I told a story about Stallone giving me the call and, and I played Tiger and I had the crack band, you know, all the top cats in, in, uh, in Nashville and three singers that could all be solo artists. I was in hog heaven, you know. And uh, just a, one of the high points of, of my career was playing the Grand Ole Opry. And then I looked to the side of the stage and all the, the Oaks are, uh, are watching me. And we got to know each other and had some photos taken, which I'll watch for those. I'm going to be posting those as a major thrill. Nice. I can't, I can't, I can't wait for it. It's going to be awesome. And uh, I wanted to say one more thing, because you, you picked my brain when you were talking about Chicago and BST and Ides of March, those three bands. Uh, you, you're, you've collaborated with a lot of people. And I was thinking, you know what would be a great collaboration if it could ever happen? Jim Peterick, David Clayton Thomas. Wow. Someone, you know, Scott May of, of the Ides of March, he just says, you know, David Clayton's out there. He's playing. Oh, yeah. He's playing shows. And I would love that to happen, actually. Yeah. Um, have you heard of the current hymn? Uh, yeah, he appeared on a prog album this year uh, where he covered uh, Nights in White Satin, and he sounded great. He did? Yeah, I thought that was incredible to hear him sing that song. So, yeah, well, he would have to be great with that. Yeah. I'm thinking about how that would sound. Yeah. That would work. That would work. Totally. So he's still got the chops, huh? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, and uh, I've not seen him live. I've seen the current uh, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, but I've not seen him live, which I would love to see him. He'd be great. Oh, my God. Well, now I've got the, the seed planted by two people that I respect. So Awesome. Oh, thank you, man. Who knows? All right, we'll, we'll have to wait and see then. But, Jim, thank you so much. This was an absolute blast. I love talking to you, man. Anytime you want to come on the show, you're welcome. This, all this right. is always fun. All, so right, fun. You, all right, you sly dog. Thank you. <laughs> Tigress, Women Who Rock the World by Jim Peterick and World Stage out November 5th. Go check it out. Uh, Till next time, I'm the Sly Dog. Peace, love, rock and roll. Rock on. Thanks, Sly Dog. Thanks, man. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. He was tall, she was hot stuff. Had enough of growing up and partying.
Thank you for listening to the Sly Dog Music Cast. If you want to know what's going on, follow me on Twitter at Sly Dog Music Cast or Facebook at Sly Dog Music Cast. Thanks again for listening. Peace, love, and music.